listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. <laughs> Hello, here we are again. Uh, this is Katie Van Horn. And I'm Jackie Clayton. And this is the Inclusive AF podcast. Meow. And today... <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you just doing a laser cats thing? I I was. I do want us to do this for real. We do need to explain to the people who cannot see us who we are and what we look like um, so we can be really inclusive AF. I saw that this week, and so I want us to start by saying that. I am a beautiful shade of brown woman with clear glasses, no hair, ring earrings, and a monogram quilted sweatshirt. And you, Katie? Uh, This is Katie Van Horn. I am a cisgender, straight white female. Um, I have no children. I have like 75 nieces and nephews or something like that. I've lost count. Um, I am from Arizona. I have two amazing little kittens that run around here and scream at me all day. And what else do you want to... It's about so I can see you. Oh, 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 I have cool earrings on. Your alabaster, you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I have a, would we go with turquoise? I'd go turquoise. Okay, sweater, v-neck sweater on. Um, I have a disco ball in the corner of my office. Do you want me to go through my repertoire of things in the office? I think you should. So the picture, the first picture here, is from our dear friend, Victorio Milian, who has Creative Chaos Photography. Please go check them out immediately because he does awesome work. And it's a picture outside of a store, outside of a shop of some sort. And it says, don't worry, everything is going to be amazing. And then the next picture also by Victorio is a picture that says, I choose love. That it's some street work, street artwork that he took in New York City. Um, then a picture of the cats, but that's boring. And then I have my Diego and Frida Kahlo, Diego Rivera, Frida Kahlo dolls from Mexico, from one of my client visits in, uh, Guanajuato, Mexico. And then a picture of my siblings, some holy water from the river Jordan, and then a bunch of stuff that you can't see. (laughs) My disaster area below. (laughs) That is a little disaster area. I am in a padded gray room. (laughs) Now I sound like I'm really crazy. Uh, (laughs) But no, I just, I I was thinking about it. As people are with us, like we're going on this journey. And I say that because I think it's going to be important as we move forward that we're not always going to be getting it right. Um, Please be gentle. We'd love to have your feedback. But I saw a, a... a video the other day and I ned- didn't even ever consider that some people that are listening to this or, or who are watching this don't, can't see us. Mm-hmm. It's tell them what we are, who we are and what we look like. So thanks for um, allowing that. To Indulging you. Oh, I forgot to say, I really love lipstick. <laughs> and so I have, uh, what is this color? What would you say? I think it's kind of like a whiny cranberry wine yeah okay i like that i like that so that's what we got today what are we talking about what are we doing words 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 Words. there's so many things that are going on of trying to get things right and we know i think what's great is that more people are um putting themselves out there and trying at the very least Mm -hmm. um but it's always going to be i won't use the word problematic but there's always ways of of that you've done in the past that you have to learn when you when you know better you do better um one of the words i wanted to start with because it comes up for me all the time i identify as black with a capital b because i am not the color black it is black as a community um Mm -hmm. i feel like african-american takes away from my americanness and tries to like make me a subset of the american people but I'm an American, um, so I prefer black. Some people prefer African-American. Um, and then some people just don't even know what to say. 
mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, they make an assumption. And I think we're seeing that a lot with like the Latinx community. Um, some people go by Hispanic, some people go by Latin. They, people do have various preferences and um, we might not always know which what, what we're gonna do, but we, we try. I mean, I think it's part of the communication. What other words, what's words that stand out for you right now? So um, you just mentioned like the Latinx, Latina, Latino community. And I recently read something around the fact that even that uh, word can be problematic and because it is based in a kind of Eurocentric Latin language versus using Chicano, Chicana, um, and or, you know, the actual country of origin. So, hey, I'm Ecuadorian or whatever that might be. Um, but I also think there's, there's so many things with language that we could talk about. And I, I want to be really thoughtful. So I, I want to, I, we're kind of going with like kind of race and ethnicity right now. And even, you know, let's talk about African-American because, you know, I think that's one African-American, black, brown, all of these things that folks are using to identify themselves. The piece that I think is important, and, and you kind of just said this yourself, it's everyone is different in how they want to be identified and, and what is, is comfortable for them. And I think part of this is it's a discussion. And, it, and like you just said, we're not always going to get it right. And we're not always going to know. And that's where kind of that assuming positive intent comes into play. But on the flip side of that, and we talk about this quite a bit, is assume positive intent, but also understand the impact of your words. Okay. And so asking the question is important. So we just did kind of uh, black and brown. I think another one that comes up is, and I hopefully everyone knows this because I think this one is so offensive that hopefully people know just not to use it, but when, refer, when referring to Asia Pacific Islander, that kind of area of the world, um, using the word oriental is not okay. Oriental and, rugs and dolls. Yeah, yeah. Not. not okay. Um, and then I think there's, I, I shifting kind of to some of the different dimensions of diversity. Um, when we talk about like socioeconomic class, you know, there is the, and I am totally an offender of this one in the past where I would put on a white tank top, a ribbed white tank top, an undershirt, uh, whatever you want to call it. And the reference was a wife beater. And, you know, and I think that's something that I grew up with and it was acceptable and it is not in any way, shape or form. Um, Katie, let's be super clear. I like the way you come to confession yeah. with it. How many Hail Marys am I going to have to say after this episode? <laughs> father. Father Jackie. How many, how many Hail Marys? How many are fathers? Um, what other words can you think of that, you know, have maybe been acceptable in the past from a socioeconomic? Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that. Or, you know, I think that just... I won't say from a socioeconomic, but I will use a work reference, maybe a okay. work reference, like people yeah. saying cracking the whip without realizing mm-hmm. that goes back to slavery days. Yes. Like maybe that's not great, mm-hmm. a great thing to say. Um, and I think I'm, I'm trying to come up with some other ones. Um, I think even like military references are, are one, like having a boot camp. Or having a, you know, these different terms that are used. War on talent. Yes. Or uh, ninjas. Or um, we've got to take this hill. Things like that that are said kind of common language. um, In sports references like that too, though. And and it happens all the time. And this is not just, this is like, it's a genderized thing. I, Mm -hmm. I will tell you that part of the reason that it's so important is that we all are trying to bring our authentic self and you don't know what's going to trigger somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I went to a a conference and they thought, you know how you introduce yourself and they're like, tell me your name and something about you. Mm -hmm. And they said, they said, tell your favorite superhero. And I said, I never identified as any superhero, like the one that you identify with. I was like, there was no black women superheroes. So I never found it, any of it interesting um and I never identified with one and if I did it would only be 
as an adult I know of too, and I don't identify with those. So this isn't a fun game for me. Is, would Princess Leia be considered a superhero? <laughs> now you're going to get me. I'm more afraid I'm just to saying. that question. I I'm talk about saying. race all day, and I talk about ethnicities and genders and disabilities, but I'm more afraid of answering that question. Well, I just asked because that would really be the only one I could think of that I would ever have been like, yeah, she's neat. Um, <laughs> I just so, don't want to offend any of our comic. Yeah, our, our nerd friends, Star Wars, Star Trek people out there. Okay, no offense. We love oh, you. I, I thought of something. It's people like to say, oh, I'm ADD or oh, I'm OCD mm. or like that is offensive and oh i'm anal that's not a nice thing to say no and it's this is not just like i'm not judging saying you're wrong i'm saying consider what you're actually trying to say mm -hmm. and i think it's important that we actually use real words there's lots of them out there that we don't have to go to these cliched potentially racist or biased or antiquated um forms of communication when we start talking to each other yeah, and I think one that comes to mind just as you're talking is like the crazy. It's so crazy. This this project is so crazy. And instead saying, hey, this project is chaotic or this project is super hard and really complicated or whatever it might be, because the term crazy, of course, you know, for folks with mental um, challenges, that can be something that can definitely be offensive and can be hurtful. Um, I think there's just there's a lot of different ones that come to mind and and the reason why I think you and I both wanted to talk about this is just because I think there's such a challenge with words and with how we're referring to folks and even talking about folks you know this is um the last day or no yesterday was the last day of the uh month that is focused on people with disabilities mm -hmm. and um I think one of the things and you know disabilities is a word that has either some folks are very okay with it and some folks are not but i think the big piece and um you know you called this out is it's not a disabled person it's a person with a disability a person who uses a wheelchair a person who um, is sight impaired versus you know like centering the person not the disability um, and then I also have heard, you know, using the the expression or the term differently abled, because it's right. also, you know, thinking about in regards to like saying disability, there there's always a there's a negative just by using dis, um, right. in that you know if we want to start breaking down words even more so, because um, I'm a nerd and I love words. Yeah. Um, see, using nerd even I think is could be offensive to some of our friends. We, um, I, think there, I think we do it a lot. Like, I think it's like legitimate, something that you have to work on and you have to be very intentioned. I know you and I, mm -hmm. we use the word crazy all the time. If we went back and listened to all of our podcasts of how many times we've- I don't, crazy. I don't anymore. I, I don't. Are you, are you challenging me? No, I, I'm being very serious because this is one, that is one actually one of my kind of the, a trigger word, if you will, that like if I hear it, I kind of it gives me pause and I want to correct the person because of the fact that I know like that one is one that I don't I don't like to use. Um, but in the past, yes, I think you have heard me say that. I might I might have, but I mean I used to use the word minority too. Like and yes. I'm like, oh it got called out on it. And like um there's lots of things why shouldn't you use minority? Well, number one, it's not the minority. Like people would like to think that. And number two, it's because it's not minor. They're they're treating mm -hmm. these people as minor and making them smaller than, which gives the implication that they don't count because the because the, it's the majority rules, right? So if you're part of the minority, then you don't count automatically, instantly. You are negated. It's almost like since you're not part of the major group then you don't you don't get a say right and i think that also goes back to just kind of some of the eurocentric language that we all have grown up with and have like that is ingrained in us regardless of how you grew up that that eurocentric language that eurocentric white dominate dominant 
groupthink, that's that's the law of the land. That's the that's the standard. And anything different than that is less than or minor too. And so I think that's the other piece that it is very interesting when you start to just think about every word that you use every day. And this isn't, you know, we're not trying to get people to like go down a rabbit hole. Crazy. Like I don't yeah. I, like when people I'm sorry, say, you don't want people to do what? Oh, go uh I don't know what word to use. I'm just gonna stop talking, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what people do. Yes. That's exactly what people do. Um and I, I'm always telling people, like, don't threaten me, like, by taking away your allyship, because I made a comment. I thank you for saying that. I say crazy all the time. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Mm -hmm. I have to really think about what I'm supposed to say. But right. I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to be so overzealous and try to criticize every single state. Exactly. Because right. things are coming up, but then it's trying to have a more accurate description. As I said, there are words to, to use my own advice. There are mm -hmm. more words than that. There's plenty of them. Um, one of the things that I think is interesting, we were talking about like the colonization. I think it's interesting how we were like, okay, we want to be diverse or we, then it was like, okay, diversity, inclusion and diversity, equity and inclusion, diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging. Then to anti-racist, then we're getting into and a lot of this has happened in 2020 that we've mm -hmm. seen it just go very fast. And then it's like decolonization and all of these things that people don't even realize. And I think what's great is that when we do start thinking more about it, it helps us figure out what the work that we have to do, because it's not mm -hmm. just not calling somebody disabled. It's realizing that we're part of this system that includes the language. Right. Um, and one thing that makes me really sad when I'm talking to white people is when they say, I'm just white. And it makes me sad because nobody is just white. You know, like mm -hmm. when you ask people, what is your culture? Um, of course, I'm from Texas. So in Texas, they say I'm Texan, <laughs> which is right. the Texan <laughs> equivalency of I'm just white. Um, I'm not white, I'm Texan. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> but like this system that we're a part of has happened to all of us. And, it, and mm -hmm. there are more words than that. We have to get away from language that comes off as, as a label instead of an, instead of an adjective. I think. Right. Well, and I think, you know, I, I'm sure you have looked at this or heard that, you know, a lot of the nursery rhymes that we grew up with, um, you know, the first one that comes to mind is Ring Around the Rosie. And that was, you know, based on when the plague was going on and they had posy flowers that they would put on the dead bodies and, you know, and children, well, I don't think they do anymore, but children. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo is yes. racist AF. Right. People Indian style. Sitting Indian oh, style versus, right. and, and I do love, I will tell you, I do love the crisscross applesauce, Me sitting crisscross applesauce instead. That one I just think is adorable, first of all. Right. Um, but it also, again, it describes better what you are saying. You are crossing your legs. Um, and so it is like, how are you describing things? How are you talking about things in the right way and describing it the right way? And how are you making sure that the language that you're using is inclusive AF? Um, how do you talk about yourself, Katie? You say I'm a white person. Do you use Caucasian? When people say Caucasian, I'm, I, I'm like, oh, just stop it. Yeah, I, it's funny that you say that because I actually used that term regarding something the other day and I was like, when is the last time I said that <laughs> word? No, I, I say I am a cisgender female who is white um, because I think that's the uh that that's probably the most descriptive or the clearest description i could give right. um i have luscious brown hair that is half straight today and half curly today <laughs> because jackie made me rushing getting my hair done oh i know that was <laughs> just like, because yeah. she's like i don't have to do my hair <laughs> hey bye i'm done but yes i uh, did have a moment this week that i was like maybe i'll just shave my head like jackie and we can you should i know That's how easy would that be although i don't I, know if i have you have the perfect head for it i don't think i do you I might think it would be not okay <laughs> only you one way I to did. find out people <laughs> i did not know oh olive's like to say hello <laughs> Back and, to work. yeah 
end scene. Um, yes. So I just always wondered, like, why do white people say I'm just white? What do you do? You I know? never. I I don't think like that's never. That's never that? struck me as something that some something that people say. Other than like right now, and I mean, I think you and I have already talked about this. That it is the why are you a straight white woman doing this work? And that one, you know, I get that question. And and so I think that might be why the just comes into play. But I also, the term just for women, I struggle with because we just a lot of things and that word just kind of, it minimizes it. And so it's exactly what we're saying. Like, I'm just white. It's minimizing the fact that and I'm I'm white that it and that's one of the ways that I identify, but there are so many other ways that I identify, um, and I think that's also again that kind of goes back to that diversity piece, like the perspectives, the the experiences that we've had that make us different and diverse, because I think that also, you know, we have that inherent diversity, what we're born with, um, but those perspectives and those experiences are kind of what adds to who we are. So I don't, I don't trust anything. Yeah. But do you know your history? Like, do you know, have you done like ancestry DNA? Do you know where you come from? Well, let's be clear. I have not. Cecilia has my mother. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, when I was younger, I, I mean, I was probably four or five. She had, you know, that butcher paper. Yes. That, yeah. Those rolls of paper that teachers used. She was a teacher. So she has mapped out our history, our family tree, whatever you want to call it for um, the, her side of the family um, back to Ireland. And so when they came to the U.S., they became the Thais, T-I-G-H-E. In Ireland, they were the O Thais, I believe. So O apostrophe T-I-G-H-E. Um, for the Van Horn side, I, I mean, Maryland, like we were in Maryland for a while, Pennsylvania, it, obviously it's Pennsylvania Dutch. When I go to Germany, they all think I'm German or Dutch, um, which I'm totally fine with until they start speaking to me in a different language. And I'm like, no, I'm from the US. We only basically Sorry, usually know one language. So um, we are the unfortunate product of our country where languages are not as important, but I'm working on it. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. Um, why? What? Like what? Uh, like who? Tell me. I ask because like we've been doing all of this work and we do all this stuff so that people can understand the various groups. And a lot of the organizations that are trying to be diverse to invite others that are non-white to come work there or non-male. I mean, when the, we don't use that description yet because it's just too soon, it's just too much, it's just too divisive to say, hire someone that's not white male. And a lot of times that's what people are doing. What we really need to do is look and see where they actually, where the gaps actually are. Mm -hmm. But there's so many people that I feel like address white people. Like we talk about white fragility or we talk about white privilege or we talk about, you know, white people in white neighborhoods with white doctors who have no black friends. And I am not white. So I don't know how white people talk, refer to themselves and so, I mean, when people ask me and they're not my friends and they get in my space, I usually tell them I prefer Jackie. Like they'll say, do you like to be called black or African-American? And I usually say I'd prefer to be called Jackie and I'm only 50% joking. Right. Like, I don't even know you. Like, just don't even call me out my name at all, stranger. Right. But I was just wondering, like, not really because you do this work, but because... I just always assumed that you were white and I just call you white Catholic. And I don't know if you even refer to yourself as that. It's funny because I think this also goes to kind of that Eurocentric bias that it's not a thing I've ever thought about. It's not a thing I've ever had to think about because oh, yes, I'm 
I'm recording. No, it, well, absolutely. But what I'm saying is like, it, this is part of the, you know, white dominant culture is, you know, you're saying like, how do, how do I identify myself? That's not something that I've had to think about because it's just been, well, I'm just, and I'm using air quotes here, normal. I'm the norm. And, and so, you know, I'm the dominant culture I'm. And so it hasn't been other than obviously, again, kind of through the family that I have through the experiences that I've had through the work that I do. That's actually when these conversations came up. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think for most white people, it is, it's not even a thought. So I, I'm, I, I've recently worked through this handbook workbook and it's called the the racial healing handbook and it's asking questions like okay when was the first time that you recognized that there were different races or that there were people that were of a different ethnicity than you and you know it's asking some of these questions and they talk about the fact that for a lot of white people it's not even something that they've ever truly sat back and thought about because they haven't had to well we're going to come to an answer by the end of this podcast of how we're going to refer to you besides Katie. Katie. <laughs> I think cool. Katie might work. Aunt Katie. Well, I just <laughs> found, I found something really, I like, I like Aunt Katie. Auntie, um, Auntie Katie. Something that was really weird. I was in this, uh, this equity class and they had, I've talked about it on the show before where it was equal race blend, equal age blend, equal gender blend, which is, very hard to put this class together mm -hmm. very expensive um the city put it on because the uh, the city wants to be inclusive af my little town of waco texas and one was what was interesting is that we went around the room and they asked people how they identify um what is their background and what are they most proud of for their history and their background mm -hmm. and for all of the different groups, regardless, they said things like pride, my family, the dances, the food, the this, and then there, there was one white guy that he's like, when they talk about what makes them proud or whatever, and he said, uh, or what you like about your however you identify. So if you're black, mm -hmm. what do you like about being black? And if you're white, what do you like about being white? And it was the there was only one guy that said anything about his whiteness or things that he liked about being white and everybody else either was like you were saying, like they said, I never had to think about it before. Mm -hmm. um, there were some people that because I don't, they've just at, by this point, it's the end of the class. We're like, there's nothing, I don't have anything to be proud of, which I felt oh. really sad. Yeah. Um, and nobody, they didn't, and I, I figured it out, or I came to a conclusion. I can't say I figured it out. I don't know. We're learning on this journey. We learn stuff every day. Right. Um, but what I meant was that I came to the conclusion that a lot of this could make it more inclusionary if we asked people to do the research to find out who they are, mm -hmm. to present them thing, themselves as they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I have this like high pitched voice, even though, I mean, low, but high range of voice that can like get in people's ears. And it sounds like a Valley girl and I'm really <laughs> loud and I talk really fast. I also know that um, I'm 26% Nigerian and, and true story, 26% Nigerian. I get in a cab in New York city and we're just talking and he's like, I'm from Nigeria. And I said, Oh my God, me too. And I started. <laughs> like I had to laugh at myself. Right. Like, right. Like, hi. Oh my God. Like, I'm right. And I'm sure he totally saved life experience. <laughs> like, I'm not sure how hard he rolled his eyes in the front. Right. Right. However, it would be interesting to go and find out. Like I know the breakdown. Mine is really bizarre. That'll be a whole nother, you have to do yours so we can have this. I have it somewhere. I'd have to like find it. I did it a few like, years ago. I mean, yeah. you have to find it. Cause this is for me interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and I think other people would think it's interesting, but I, I felt like, like my husband 
and this is not a lie, generationally to the American Revolution, it's like they fought an American Revolutionary War and then came to Texas. There has not been one person on either side of my husband's family that has not was not either born or died in Texas. Not oh, wow. one. And the first generation of people that lived in Texas lived in Texas before it was even called Texas. So he's one of those. Well, I, I'm Texan. Yeah. I'm Texan. And they're right. proud of being Texan. And I'm proud of being Texan. And I, I get it. Right. I don't even get mad at it. But I do, I hate it when people say, well, I'm just white. Right. I think so, they're trying to say I'm American. Right. So I'm going to share something um, that I think is really helpful. Ooh, um, is great. Yes. So hopefully, um, if you are watching, you can see this. But this is that um, it, it, you can kind of find different versions of this out on the internet, but it's basically like the different diversity dimensions. So, you know, your personality or your identity really revolves around these three areas and it's the inherent diversity. So kind of, you know, your birth order, your age, uh, the gender you were born as, your sexual orientation, your physical ability. The acquired diversity is, you know, all of the things that you have acquired, you know, experiences, those types of things, religion, education, work, et cetera, et cetera. If you have kids, if you're married, blah, blah, blah. And then the third one is one, and I, we, at my organization, we changed it to VH included, or for at VH included, we changed it to organizational. But this was something that, you know, it's kind of the, at work, how do you identify? And so that, you know, that can be very different too, because, you know, depending on what office you're in, if you're in the headquarter office or in a satellite office, or right now we're all working from home, or a lot of us are working from home. Are you a manager? What department are you in? All of those things that all of these pieces make up who we are in the workplace. And I, I think it's really important to your point to kind of sit down and have folks think about these different pieces. So like I am the youngest of seven kids, that absolutely dictates my personality, my identity, things that I do and don't do, and, and how I react to the world <laughs> and boss people around and all how, the time. And how I think about it. Um, but, but that's important. I'm glad you brought that up because if you, I always say in the world, like you have to define these things for yourself so that you can answer the questions for yourself. Like, mm -hmm. how do you identify? Um, but as people are working through their own, their own scenarios and their own situations, as we are trying to reduce our biases or be able to be conscious of our biases, if you don't put that together, people will do it for you. I mean, yes. in my case, which always freaks me out still to this day, well, I'll tell you a story because that's what I do. Um, had my daughter in the hospital time to fill out the birth certificate and the lady came in and said you're Hispanic right and I almost like and trust me I just had a baby I was not looking fresh I can't even remember if I took a shower I don't know what in the world made her think that then I'm talking to somebody else and they're like oh yeah I thought you were Indian I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? Indi they thought I was from India and that, you know, whatever hair I had on that day was like right. seen a certain way. Okay. Now, now in, in Dallas, when I lived in Dallas, people always thought I was Ethiopian. And then they'll say, oh, it's your eye shape, which what? Like the Ethiopian has not ever been not one time <laughs> the choice for eye shape. It's like almond, you know, round. Ethiopian right. is not a choice. So it's like <laughs> people put these things on you and you have to be able to make sure that you, if you can put it together and you're comfortable, mm -hmm. it helps other people. Like I decided during this conversation, we both put pronouns in like our LinkedIn. I have it in my other Zoom when it has mm -hmm. my name, but I'm also going to put like black. I identify as black. Let's just like normalize that and get people to share those things so that we can have more conversations. I mean, I feel like if, if it's something like that, like I don't want people to feel weird about or make a mm -hmm. mistake if I feel comfortable with it, I think it would be 
I think it would be kind of cool for people to put that in there, right. especially if it's something out of the norm, which I think is we, the whole point of adding pronouns was to normalize it so that people can share, but that we would also look for those things so that we can make sure that we can get past whatever that is and go on to whatever we're, wherever we're trying to go in our relationships or at work so that that doesn't become a problem. So maybe I'm just going to add that. I think I'm going to start something. Let's see what happens. I'm going to okay. add black to my link. Friend setter, Shecky. I'm going to, you heard it here first, guys. And is, does that also or include the use guys. of, what, it, what was the scenario? <laughs> what was the word that you just used that you mixed the two? <laughs> scenario, situationario. Situationario. That's what I love. I love when we get to combine words and make up new words because that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I I'm going to push back on that just just a, a little bit because I think it's almost the. I totally understand what you're saying from like a normalizing perspective, yeah. but is it like is there truly a need for it? Because the other reason for using pronouns is to normalize it because you have a group that is considered an out group. Um, and so they, I, I mean, obviously not that black people have not been marginalized, but like it, it is a for transgender people right now and for folks with different um, gender identities, it is, you know, what pronouns should you use so we can have a communication so I can use the correct pronouns with you. When I think about, you know, putting in black, do I need to know that to interact with you? Do I need to know that to use it in a conversation? And, and maybe I do, I don't know. You you and did. so and the Latinx community, because a lot of times the reason that some groups have identified as Latinx is because Latino is reference of male, Latina is reference of female. Mm -hmm. People are like, you know, I'm non-binary. And mm -hmm. so they use some of those things. And it is important as you get to those things. And mm -hmm. the reason is because I need you to know that, especially because people say, oh, I don't see color, whatever. I need you to know these things yes. going into a conversation with me. Mm -hmm. Just don't get it twisted. Like, let me just help you out. Okay. It's important because it is, I can understand why it might not seem as important when you know somebody and you're like all in, but when you don't know somebody, I need you to know this is me and I um, I need you to recognize those things as you have the conversation. Mm -hmm. An example of that is next week, um, I was talking to an organization and diversity recruiting is kind of my thing. And as we're talking to people, like I made a suggestion to a group that they might consider next week sending a text message out before reaching out directly to people next week. Next mm -hmm. week's going to be a tough week. It's the election week. We don't know what's going to be happening, but we know that um, most recently things going on with the with politics and election doesn't bring out everybody's best. Mm -hmm. And so it might not be the time to ask somebody if they want to go into the, the group situation where they don't have a diverse population and they would like to start that now. Like it right. might not be a good week for that. Right. Um, um, but I also think to people saying, well, how, how do we know, is it important? How do I know how to address you? Or I'm confused about this, or I want to know who these people are. And maybe it's mm -hmm. just more comfortable for me. Maybe I just, yeah. but no. And I mean, and, and you, you make a good point with the whole, like, you know, Hey, I'm at the hospital and they think that I am, you said Hispanic. Hispanic. And yeah. I'm so not. And it right. almost went down on my, listen, it was about to go down on my child's birth certificate. So whatever that means, not that right. it means something else. No, no, no. But it just if they're half white, half Hispanic, not black. That's like your whole identity could have changed by one freaking button on somebody's birth certificate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we've already talked about names being changed on birth certificates, like similar situation where this is who I am as a human and I need to, I want, you know, I, I want to, I want it to be accurate. Um, that was awesome. But I also want to, I want to go back to more words. What well, other words? This is an important word. Oh, sorry. Go. Alignment. 
um, if you're familiar with Matt Charney. Um, I am. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Hi, Matt. If you're listening, he's not. <laughs> Matt, on his birth certificate, uh, not his birth certificate, on his driver's license, uh-huh. it says he's female. He's not female. It was a mistake. <laughs> but it legit says that he's a female right? These are why words are important. There's right. things that he's kind of gone through if he has to use his driver's license where it says, dude, like this says you're female. And it's kind of like, uh, I know, right? But I'm not, you know? So it's like, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's crazy to think about one pronoun or one word. Mm-hmm. Why Part of why words are important is because, yeah, it's funny when you think about your friends, like, oh, ha ha, we all know that you're not. But think about like if you were in, you know, another country or way mm-hmm. people allow, because like for some people, they might think that you're trans and it's against the law. Right. Absolutely. You know? So I think words are important. Right. 1000%. And I think, you know, that kind of goes to another one for the workplace that um, I think you and I both have dealt with throughout our careers. And it's the organizations determining when someone is allowed to change their name and their gender. And so, you know, asking them to still use their dead name versus their name, um, referring to them by the wrong gender or asking them to use certain facilities that they don't identify with any longer. Um, And so that's just another whole layer to this on language and process even. And I think, you know, I have had so many people that it is a, you must have, you know, 17 different documents to say that you're now this gender versus, and I get it. I get it. I get it from a, you know, a legal, from an HR, from a systems, all of those things. Right. There is, there may, I don't, I don't get, the one I don't get is the, what was your gender assigned at birth mm-hmm. is the one that gets me because if you that means it's kind of like that question where it used to be like not have you ever been in jail where it's like have you ever been arrested like mm-hmm. you can get arrested at a protest that doesn't right. mean anything that i'm not qualified for this job like what right. are you trying to get at and like that's not the real question and so asking me what i was assigned at birth how is that relevant to what I'm doing today? What are you doing to the cat? I'm trying to get Olive because she's screaming. Aww. Yeah, and the, yeah, the arrest versus convictions is one that, yes, is so not okay. And and I agree with you, especially in today's day and age. And I mean, I'm going to background checks for days about like what's okay, what's not okay. Um, how long you have to look at, you know, how, yeah, how long you have to look back in someone's history, all that stuff. But I also just, the, the gender piece has always frustrated me. And, and of course, I don't have the lived experience, so I can only imagine what the frustration is for folks who live this. It's just the, like, they're just humans, and can you just let them be humans and, and let them do what they want to do? And they're not harming anyone. They're not trying to do anything, you know, that, that they shouldn't be doing. It's just let them use the restroom that they're comfortable with. Let them, and, and, you know, and I've heard the arguments of, you know, oh, well, you know, we don't want a, a man walking in on a little girl going to the restroom. Well, hey, guess what? In a women's restroom, you have stalls. The door is closed. There will be no peeping toms. And also there has never been one arrest made or any issue in that regard. Meaning there has never been a time that a transgender person has walked into a restroom the restroom that they, someone might say they shouldn't be in and done something that they shouldn't do. That, that's never been a thing. And for folks to infer that it might be is so frustrating, but it's also like on the inverse of that, you know, I've, I've heard the, oh, but if, you know, a woman walks into a man's restroom and is using that and I'm saying woman, they are but a man. woman didn't walk into the man's restroom. That's my whole point. Right. I think that's what you're saying too. Like, you're right. If a man walked into a woman's restroom, but this isn't a man, this is no, a, wo- a woman. Exactly. And I think it's also like, I, 
heard this of like, oh, I don't want someone walking in on my little boys in the restroom. A, that person does not care and is not concerned with what anyone is doing at the, at the urinal. And also that person, you're probably not even going to know that they're trans. Right. And that's the piece that I think is also fascinating is that everyone just assumes they're going to know if someone is trans. And I'm like, no, no, you won't. No. Um, and that's the other part. Cause there is a part where it's, I just hope people use the words to have the conversation, but there are some things where it's funny how people become experts all of a sudden mm -hmm. of areas where they're not. I mean, I just, I'm glad that people are open to having the conversation around language. On the one side, we're saying it's just words. On the other side, I mean, that's how wars are started, right? Absolutely. And I think, I mean, even, you know, this conversation, I'm kind of in, in, you know, in the back of my head going, you and I aren't qualified to talk about some of these things. And we need to have someone on that should talk about these things and has that lived experience. Because, and obviously, and we will. yeah, and I'm talking about the LGBT, you know, the transgender stuff specifically. But I, yes, I, I think that's something that we need to dig in on. And I think it would be interesting for folks. Um, How much do you understand the future of finance. I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast, Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcast, and now available on YouTube. What other words? What other things? Like, and I'm trying to think also like workplace. Girl, I have a bad one myself. I do this a what lot. What is it? I refer to people as girls. I refer to myself as a girl, and it feels weird to say woman. If I don't know the person, then I refer to them usually as a woman or young woman. But sometimes I'll say, you know, it's like me and the girls or girls night. And mm -hmm. I sometimes stop myself and wonder if that's problematic for some people. Well, it is because I don't know. I can't remember who I think it might have been cool in the gang. Oh, yes, it's ladies night and I feel it right. Oh, yes, it's ladies night. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night not girls night so fyi <laughs> ladies night it is folks um no or what about the miss mrs ms yeah you refer to yourself as ms um well i so the i believe and i could be wrong I here because i am not a dictionary but i believe if it's ms period that's oh. referring to someone who was married at one time and is no longer married are you serious but I I'm could Googling. be wrong. If you have not been married, then it's M-I-S-S. -S. Really? I think, I'm I think, yeah, but don't quote me on that. Like, hey, if you're listening, don't listen to anything I have to say. Hey, delete, backspace, yeah. backspace. <laughs> um, okay, so no, um, let's see. Miss, Mrs. and Miss are not interchangeable terms. Thanks, Grammarly. M-I-S-S um, is a title of respect for unmarried women. Um, MRS means married or widowed. MS okay. is people began to use MS in the 1950s as a title of respect. Unlike Miss or Mrs., it doesn't indicate a woman's marital status. Oh. The title became popular during the women's movement of the 1970s because MS, Ms., seemed a suitable equivalent of Mr., a title of respect for both married and unmarried men so both to answer your question i'm going to start referring to myself as ms period total respect i use I want the respect i'm like nice. want your business um and i also put MS period is none maybe, of your business <laughs> can we start that <laughs> nyb is my um whatever none yeah none yeah yeah uh but I also, you know, I don't fill it out when it says husband's name. Like when you have to register for an event, it'll say this and yeah. it'll ask 
for your husband's name and it'll come back and it'll say Mr. and Mrs. Todd Clayton. No. no. Well, but no, but we're going to have to do that because we have a new handmaid on SCOTUS. So uh, we will be, yeah, we, you will no longer be Ms. Jackie Clayton. You will be the wife of (laughs) formerly known as (laughs) Um, I mean, don't even, why'd you do that? I'm fully triggered. But I'm glad we went over that because I I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I will. Well, I wasn't. I was wrong. I no, no, no. I I fully support that because I have always thought it was, and I, I, I interchangeably use Miss or sure. Ms. depending on what the form, the drop down allows me. That's right. But that also goes back to the language piece again around gender and third gender people or non-binary people because I think that's another piece that just there is this expectation yeah. of you need to pick one or the other. Another word. So girls is yours. Yep. And I, I actually have been very, I've been trying very hard similarly to you to stop using girls and use women or ladies or whatever. Um, the other one, and I think this comes up a lot and I think there's a lot of conversation around, Hey guys, Hey guys. Yeah, I don't even, yes. I said it earlier and I caught myself by saying guys, mm-hmm. I, I don't use, ever think of guys as being a real word. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I feel like it's like saying all y'all. Yeah. So I use folks. I know. Right. Cause I, I don't know what my deal is with K S I do. No, I do F O L K S folks. I just can't enunciate my words today. Um, one of our good friends, Lisa Cervenka, she uses, Hey y'all. Um, which I make fun of her because she lives in Chicago, so she's not Southern, but you know, God bless her. Um, and I, I think it is, I think there is definitely a, people are like, hey, this is an overreaction if you get offended by something like that. Sure. Okay. Yes. However, it's, it it's, up. well, it, but it's also, if it's a conversation that you're having and you want to be inclusive, and that's what we're talking about is in, you know, using inclusive language, then folks or people or hey there, whatever you want to use instead, I think is, it's just a different way to bring people along because if one person in the conversation shuts down because of the language that you're using, you've lost it's them. It's not worth it. Like, right. understand what you were trying to say. I do think the folks thing is really weird because I thought that it says that I just looked it up because, you know, it says because that's what you're going to make me not say folks anymore because if you do, no, it will be sad. And you pronounce, you pronounce it the same. I might make you spell it different because the X in addition, it helps add gender neutral people and okay. other marginalized groups. Now, I have not seen. Um, I did not know, and I don't think it, it says, why is folks not gender neutral? And it says, some articles suggest that folks with an X is more inclusive because it's gender neutral. This explanation has drawn criticism as skeptics correctly point out that folks is already gender neutral. That's right. what I, the reason that yeah. we need folks with an X in, a, in addition to the gender neutral folks with a K is mm-hmm. to indicate inclusion of other marginalized groups, including people of pe- people of color and trans people. So it's a, it's a symbolic gesture of okay. saying all y'all, like we say, okay. in, or you can say all y'all, because that's what we say. Hey, y'all. I don't, all I don't y'all. think I could pull that off because I'm not from Texas. You're not. You're not. You, you know, like, but you could with me. I'll let it slide. Mm. And that's why some people use, there are now, in all fairness, we both know that some of this language is completely radicalized, right? Like, oh, yeah like the women with an X in it, some people feel mm-hmm. is radicalized. It's to mm-hmm. get rid of men in the woo man. <laughs> and those are things like the folks where it gets confusing. And yeah. so 
you're going to do whatever makes you feel comfortable. I think there are some things that we know are problematic. Be aware of those. And it's like we've said in the past, you meet people where you are and you accept somebody's truth. If they said that they're offended, work with that, find out that information because we are, the whole point of this is trying to be inclusive. And I don't mm -hmm. want to exclude any, I don't want anybody to feel excluded because I said girl or right. because I uh, spelled folks with a K and like, oh, you must not. It's these symbolic gestures that if you don't handle it in the right way, or if you don't ask somebody, or you make it a some, you make an assumption, then you get in trouble. Agreed. And, and yeah, and, and I think it's, I'm sorry, what was the last thing you said? I apologize. Educate yourself. Educate. <laughs> um, Sorry. That should be your nickname. Well, no, and I apologize. I spoke over you. I that was not my intention. Um, so I think that part of this is meeting people where they are. Absolutely. And I also think it's worth the conversation to say to someone, how do you identify? And you know, and what are your pronouns? And oh, that reminds me of another one. These are not preferred pronouns, they are their pronouns. And, you know, I think we have used preferred, <laughs> right. like, which it's like, no, that's not, stop. no, it's, this is their identity. They, what are their pronouns, period. Um, right. Sorry, I digress. And another one came to me as we were just talking to of like um, indigenous people versus indigenous peoples. And so if you want to be inclusive of all tribes and all groups, like using the S on the end of that is another one. And I just remember that because of the museum tour that I did earlier this week that we've already talked about a little bit. Um, so. No, I'm glad you brought that up quickly. I am um, the work, the nature of the work that I do are trying to find groups that have been marginalized and bring them to the forefront. And so as I was looking through, I recognized that some people do you know, it's sometimes it's tribe, sometimes it's tribal, sometimes it's native, sometimes mm. it's, um, you know, we can look at BIPOC. And so I think we're going to have to continue having the conversation because I noticed a lot of people were calling um, the people that were here before the colonizers came here. Um, before America was discovered, sarcasm, insert sarcasm here, um, like, like people call say Native American and then they're like no dude like I, that's not what I'm trying to be identified as mm -hmm. some people want to call it like you were saying those universities are Indian or Native Indian and it's like do people even want to be called like indigenous it's like right. I think that the conversation that's why it gets crazy when you're talking about groups and I think that's why it can be so confusing I mean that's what we should do. We should start keeping a list of the things that that go because part of that's part of the reason why diversity sometimes is confusing, especially mm -hmm. right now in this multi generational workforce. Yeah. Um, one of the things when we were looking at being able to like highlight people that are um, supportive of people that may have disabilities and someone said i don't want to call anybody disabled and i was like number one you call them by their name right number two we're only talking about something if it stands out that as somebody identifies as themselves um right. and it's like because generation x we went through that whole time period of differently abled or disability mm -hmm. and I do want to share, I saw something that I thought was really cool that was saying why she was, um, she's hard of hearing. Um, no, sorry, screw, wrong show. It was a girl, it said about masks and she doesn't have an ear. She's gone viral on TikTok. And okay. she goes, I understand why you need to have a mask, but what am I supposed to put it on? And it just brought attention to her and she was saying like um people stand out and say negative things um they want to point out what i can't do without ever pointing out what i can do there's so many things mm -hmm. that i can do right. outside but i can't wear a mask around my ear because i don't have ears she was born right. without an ear on one of the sides and so she has a cochlear implant that goes on her bone in her mm -hmm. ear. and so what she does in these tiktok videos don't judge me for 
saying for telling you, but right various things on the side of her head to hook the other side of the mask. So in one of them, she put like a fidget spinner because it's metal and magnet and she put it there. She put like one of those clips. She puts all these th- magnetic things yeah. on Yeah, yeah. She can't wear a mask any other way. Can I? <laughs> she could have one that ties behind her head. This is more fun. How else was she? Okay, no, no, no. I, I just, I, I'm, I, yes, for TikTok. That one, she wouldn't go viral that way. That's too no. fun. Okay, mm-hmm. I did. Sorry, no. sorry, it's more sorry. But I mean, the reason I bring it up is because <laughs> we start thinking about these things, and it, the thing that stood out was that how come you say like you want to point out that I'm hard of hearing, but you don't say that I'm a great jumper or I have a pretty smile or I have oh, right, right. That you can all these other words that you can identify me with mm-hmm. me, um, but we stand out on we pick these things to identify with people. Well, yeah, I think the visual is always where people go. And, and that's something that, you know, when people have trouble remembering names, one of the things that you should do is, you know, figure out something that reminds you of a characteristic of that person or an activity of that person. And what I always tell folks is don't go with visual go with like, well, what do they do? Oh, they're the program manager or, oh, they're the engineer or whatever it might be. And, and it's just because like, we have to start thinking about different things to identify folks as where if you have two Indian women on your team and you're interchanging their names, that is not okay. And so what are other identifiers? What are other ways to determine who's this person versus who's that person? And how am I going to remember this? Um, Yeah. I don't know how you do that. Cause I, I personally hate that because if you don't say that I'm the black one, do you know the pronouns people use to describe me? They say the loud one. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not. You know, sometimes it's the funny one. It's like, wait, you're just, just like chopping me. You're just chopping me up. Just call me the black one. Don't call yeah, me the mine's one. more like bossy or super direct. Um, I was thinking more like mean. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Stuff's getting real up in here on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Oh, actually, I guess Sunday afternoon. All right. Hey, so Jackie, I'm going to ask you a different question than what I normally ask you at the end of the episode. Ooh, I'm excited. Who is your favorite person to be following on social media right now and why? And I can go first if you are not, yes, if yes, you need a minute. Go first because okay. I got to find okay. out. So I'm going to name two. One is super fun. Um, it is, and I'll just spell it out for you because I don't really know how to pronounce this, but it's X-O-N, so X-O-N, and then E-C-O-L-E. So I think it's like Zone Cole, but I... No, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know this person. It's X-O, it's um, X-O Nicole. You're talking about X-O Nicole? X-O Nicole, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I'm on the tribe. I'm a member of the tribe. What? She calls it tribe. Okay, so she does these videos and she did one for Halloween, which was yesterday. And it was like all of these different cuts of Beyonce and, but it's her as yes. Beyonce. I just love her. And I think everything that she does is amazing, but her Instagram feed is the best. And then the second person or the second Instagram that I would say to follow is the conscious kid. The so conscious they are. Conscious kids. So they are a parenting group, which I don't have kids. So you might think that's weird, but I still follow them because they have amazing book recommendations for people that are trying to have more inclusive books or more diverse books in their children's libraries. And don't think I haven't bought a bunch of these books for different holidays that are coming up for all of my babies that are not really my babies, my people's babies. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Auntie Katie in the house. Oh, I love Auntie Katie. Well, so who you got? The my favorite person right now that I follow um, is on Twitter. Dan Rather is my favorite. Yes, because he just always puts it down. He mm-hmm. always seems to say the thing that everybody else is going. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and so I just love that. And I am always inspired by Dan Rather, which I never thought I would. Um, and the other person is the dream. I think it's the dream ministry, sleep ministry. Okay. Nap. No, I'm kidding. It's the nap. The oh, I was nap <laughs> ministry. T A T. It's at the nap ministry. Okay. On Twitter. On Twitter. Um, and the way that they describe it, it says, we examine the liberating power of naps. We believe rest is a form of resistance and reparations. And what was- It so can get on board with that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love a so good nap. <laughs> when I first saw it, I thought, oh yeah, like it's cute. Like I need to take a nap or whatever. But then it was like, you know, women, you are working way too hard. Yeah. Just stop. You know, yeah. and it was like, take your time back. And she's about to take, she takes a three month social media break. Mm -hmm. And so she's getting all these good things in there. So she always gives lots of tips. She's on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and it's, it's, I just love it. And it just always makes me, you know, I do love a good nap, but I, it's like, it's, it's sad, but interesting that you almost see it. Like you almost need permission. Mm -hmm. And she has all these lists at first you think it's really cute, but then you read it and you're like, wait, I think I really need, I really need Right, that. right. Absolutely. And it, it's amazing. And she has the, um, she has some really cute pictures of her and her partner taking naps. It's just, it's the nap ministry. So, <laughs> I love it. I like that, that makes me happy. And Dan Rather just, I agree with you, like putting down the truth. And that yes. is, it makes me so happy because every single time, like every, it, you're, you're spot on. It's literally like everything he says, you're like, yes, that's, ex that's what I meant to say. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. So very good. Okay, cool. Um, so to wrap up, I think, you know, the, the biggest piece that we want to get across to folks is that words matter. Um, we're learning as we go through this, come on a journey with us through this. I think we're going to explore yeah. more words as we yeah. go down. And also like, Sorry, words change. Words yeah, I change. Nap and that made you. I know exactly. Now I'm going to have to go get a nap right now. Um, and and the evolution of words. So like yep. words change, and what was okay yesterday might not be okay today. So just constantly, you know, checking in, checking in on the folks that you're trying to label or identify to make sure you're using the right language and the right words. Um, Don't be afraid to be wrong. Just be afraid not to ask. Just ask. Yeah, yeah. Just ask. All right. Bring it home for us. Hi, I'm Black Jackie Clayton. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I guess, am I supposed You're to say white, I'm Katie. just white, Katie? Yes. I'm just white, right? Um, just white, Katie. That's so thank you for joining us. <laughs> Jackie's on the floor now laughing. Um, thank you, you for joining us for another episode of. Inclusive, Inclusive AF. AF, the podcast. Um, please subscribe. If you have not subscribed, please do subscribe to the podcast and leave us some reviews about how you laugh when we start saying crazy. Uh, oh, when we start saying stuff that is different oh, than what you might expect. Oh, me a hundred bucks. Oh. Bye, guys. I owe you a, you a Corona. Bye. <laughs>